Hi, this is Chris Kipp, lead pastor of Renaissance Church in Richmond, Texas. Thank you for streaming or downloading this podcast today. I hope this resource blesses you. If you haven't joined us at a worship gathering or at a house church yet, we want you to come. You can find all that information and more at rin-church.org. I pray that you are encouraged today by the proclamation of God's word. I was going to start a little bit with a story I was kind of reminded of when I was a young man. And I experienced something like our kids experienced this uh, past weekend. I uh, went to a, a, a youth camp in Colorado where I was going to go rock climbing. I, I did not realize at that moment that God had much bigger plans than Chris learning how to rock climb. Uh, and it was at that camp where the Lord opened my heart. Like I heard someone talking about Jesus and it like for the first time it clicked, like it resonated. It made sense. It, it's like the light came on inside of me and uh, I had a life changing kind of encounter with the truth of, of Jesus. And so I had this like radical change, like a 180 degree change in my life. I was kind of teetering on the edge of like just kind of a lot of bad decisions in my life. And I got home and we had, you know, if you've ever driven to Colorado, like that's a grueling drive. So it's like, I don't know how many hours, like maybe 15 hours in a church bus with people touching you and falling asleep next to you and on you. And I was just like really agitated when I finally got back to the, to the church building. And, uh, but I really wanted my parents to see like this new Chris that comes back and he's had this amazing encounter with the Lord. But instead, what they saw was angry Chris getting off of a bus and like the bags were all piled and I was just like, ah, you know, like, like get your bag out of my way, you know, like it was like this, I just got so frustrated and I was so tired that in the moment that I wanted everyone to see the change in my heart, they saw something really, really not good. Have you ever sensed the gap that, that, that sort of gap between like, like what you know you should do and then what you actually do, right? I'm sure you've all experienced that before. Or maybe have you ever felt like God's ever run out of forgiveness? It's like you, you, you had this you know, experience of God and, and you, you believed in Jesus and he forgave you for all the stuff you did before you like, gave your life to him. But now that you know him and you know better and yet you still do what I did, you, you just lose your temper about something or, or, or something else, right? And you're like, ah, like, is there enough forgiveness for that too? What, there's the gap. Okay, I'll back this up even further. Have you ever sinned before? Anyone in the room, you've sinned before? A few, a few of you? Good, yeah. Oh, wow, like lots of you are sinners in this place. Like, that's, uh, I mean, they'll let anybody in here, right? I mean, it's just, um, no, you're, you're safe here, okay? That's, Jason said, we're not perfect, I'm not perfect. We all have a lot of things in our life that the Lord is working on. But there's a gap. And I just want to ask you, what do you do with the gap in your life? We're, we're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 7. If you want to start turning there with me, 
we started a new series for this Lenten season, and we just felt like we're in a season on planet Earth. We've gone through a global pandemic. We're still in a global pandemic. Um, we've had all kinds of interruptions in our lives. I know our teachers are feeling it as they're navigating COVID in school, in virtual, and in person. Parents, you're feeling it. Those of you that are having to wear your mask everywhere you go, you're feeling it. And then we had like the snowpocalypse uh, last week. And so we're, we just, we've had like one thing after another thing after another thing, elections and racial tensions and we just felt like we need a lot of grace right now. We need a lot of grace. And so what we're going to do is we're just walking through the life of Jesus leading up to Easter. And we're just looking at these, these moments, these encounters that Jesus had with people. And today we're going to be talking about big love. That's the title of the message today, big Love, And we're going to read Luke chapter 7. We're going to be in verse 36 through 50. So if you have a Bible and want to read with me, uh, we're also going to have that on the screen for you. So verse 36, here's what it reads. It says, Then one of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him, invited Jesus to eat with him. He entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And a woman in the town who was a sinner found out that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with her hair, kissing them and anointing them with the perfume. Verse 39, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what kind of woman this is who's touching him. She's a sinner. My Bible has an exclamation point. She's a sinner. Verse 40, Jesus replied to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, say it, teacher. A creditor had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Now, just so you know, 500 would be like 20 months of income, right? and 50 would be like two months of income, okay? So verse 42, since they could not pay it back, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one he forgave more. You have judged correctly. He told him, turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she with her tears has washed my feet and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You didn't anoint my head with olive oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. That's why she loved much. But the one who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is the word of the Lord. This is a beautiful story because this story continues this differentiation between religiosity and Jesus. 
right? Th th that's what I love about the story because it helps us kind of begin to parse out like what was just like religious stuff and what, what is Jesus like? Beautiful story. And it's a story of big love. This woman who's had this encounter with Jesus and she has this amazing display of big love. The, the first thing that I want us to see is that big love prompts big expressions of worship. Big love prompts big expressions of worship. That's, that's what she does, right? This woman, she finds out where Jesus is going to be, and she must have had some sort of previous interaction where she had, um, you know, some sort of conversation, and, and she had this life-changing thing with Jesus. Then she finds out where he's going to be, and she plans this whole thing out, and she's going to go, and she's going to offer this expression of worship to him. Now, it, he's sitting at a table, reclining at a table, and that would have been like a, a low table, and, and they would lay like kind of up on, a sh on their elbow, and they, their feet would be kind of laying down on the ground. So she comes up behind him, right, and she's just overwhelmed, weeping at his feet. I, uh, I was thinking of the boldness of this move. A, a, a woman who was definitely had some sort of like town understanding, like people knew she was a sinner. She, she had a reputation of some kind, we don't know exactly what that was, but she had a reputation and she's gonna go into the house of a holy man, a Pharisee, and she walks right in. This bold, this bold move is prompted by this big love inside of her. And she's weeping. And I was thinking of how many tears does it take to wash a person's feet? I was thinking of, uh, of the emojis. I think I might have brought a couple of emojis. So it wasn't so much like that emoji right there. But if you go to the next one, it would be more like that. Like that's the emoji that we would have to use to describe like what happens. I mean, streaming tears. I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments like that, right? Where you just... You're just, you're overwhelmed, maybe by sorrow or maybe by like just God doing something in your life. And it's, and she's overwhelmed and literally just enough to wash his feet. And then the hair, right? That's kind of gross, like wiping them with her hair. I mean, this, in this time period, a woman's hair was like her glory, this would have been a key feature for a woman to have long hair and for her to take her, her glory and to wipe his feet with her hair. Just, it, it would have been awkward, right? Like awkwardly big expression of big love in this moment. And I was thinking about the perfume like, you know, uh, aromatherapy, you know, the, the, the smells. And, and if, if, you could, if I could just have, if I had perfume and I was spraying it right here, like eventually that's going to make it all the way back to you guys in the back row, right? It's, it, it's this act of worship, right? It, it literally like changed the air in the room. And that's how, that's how, big love that expresses itself in big worship, it actually almost changes the atmosphere of a room. It's big love 
prompts, these big expressions of worship. It's, and Jesus, you know, he's, he, he knows what Simon's thinking, and he tells the story. He tells the parable of the two types of debts, right? And, and then he tells us the meaning of the story, which is helpful when you're studying the Bible, when Jesus tells you what the meaning of the story is. And the meaning is this. This is the second thing I think we need to understand is that big love comes from a big understanding of God's forgiveness towards you. That's what he says, right? He who is forgiven little loves little, but he who is forgiven much loves much. And I was thinking about testimonies. I don't know if you've uh, been at a church service where someone shares their testimony before. And it's like the spicier the testimony, the better, right? I mean, if we're honest, it's like when someone comes up and they're like, I was the leader of the most notorious gang in the world. I was killing people left and right and, and selling drugs to everyone. And then Jesus changed my life. And we're all like, yeah, woo. It's like the 500 denarii story is like exciting. Like, and we celebrate that story because that's a story we should celebrate, right? I'm, I'm not knocking that story. That's a great story. But what happens is, you know, Bobby Baptist is in the room, and Bobby Baptist received Christ when he was five years old, and by the grace of God, he avoided all the, the craziness of, of that lifestyle, and he had his moments, he had his struggles, he had his faltering moments, and he hears that story, and he's like, Man, I wish I had a testimony. Have you ever felt like that before? Right? Some of us in the room, we have a 500 denarii testimony. And I love that. And some of you in the room, you might be more like the 50. But here's the point of what I want to tell you. No matter what your testimony is, you can have big love. You can have big love. And I, I'm going to draw a picture, so don't, don't judge too harshly, but I, I wanted to illustrate this. It's not really drawing a picture as much as just, I don't know, a teaching tool. So here we go. This right here, that's you, okay? That's you, and I'm gonna draw a line, and this line right here represents your lifetime, okay? That's your lifetime. And, and I want you to think about this story through the lens of awareness. So, Simon thinks if Jesus was aware of who and what this woman was, he would not let her touch him. She's a sinner, exclamation point, right? Jesus is thinking, if Simon was aware of who and what he was, he would have done the very same thing when I walked in the door. Do you catch that? Awareness. So, in your life, 
right? That's what you're born, right there. You have this sort of trajectory of awareness, right? You're going to grow in awareness. But you're going to grow in two types of awareness. One way that you're going to grow is you're going to grow in awareness of God. Okay? That's the first one. That's the, the upper arrow is you're growing in this awareness of God. But I'll, I'll just let you in on the other part of the story is that the more you grow in your awareness of God, something else happens. It's kind of the, I don't know, it's the reality of the story is that we also become more aware of our own brokenness and sin. And it's not necessarily that we are just sinning more and more and more. It's like we just realize how deep it goes. If you've ever read the Sermon on the Mount and he says, you've heard, don't commit adultery, I tell you, don't even look at a woman lustfully. And it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus, right? And it's just like on everything that he talks about, it's like he goes deeper down into our hearts, into our motives. And it's like the more you become aware of God, the more you become aware of just like, ugh, the gap, the gap. Now, somewhere along the way, hopefully, hopefully, somewhere along the way, you, you come to this understanding of your need for Christ to close the gap between what you know about God, that he's, that he's holy and the creator and the one who made you and knit you together in your mother's womb and who's called you to, to honor him and to exalt him and adore him with your life. And you're like, but I'm so messed up. And there's a moment, hopefully, where you're born again, right? This moment of salvation in your life. A moment where you understand what Jesus did for you. But what happens, okay, even after you come to this moment, you still keep growing. But... There can be this gap, the gap we're talking about, the gap that I'm just curious, like, what do you do with the gap? I just had a life-changing encounter with Jesus at camp, and I get back, and I'm angry about bags and people, and I just want to go home and sleep, right? And there's two ways that we can handle the gaps in our life. The first is what we call legalism. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me for everything I did before I came to know you, but now that I know you, it's Jesus plus my effort to make him know that, like, I'm really trying here, God. I'm really trying to earn my way to you. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to show you how, how devoted I am. Right? And, and so there's this legalistic pursuit that we can fall into. And when we do that, what happens is our faith actually starts to dry up. Okay? We, we start to dry up. The other side is we're like, no, no, you know, that's, that's not my style. That's not how I roll. So I'm actually more into the, like, the license side where I'm like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I didn't kill anybody, right? Or... It's, 
cheap grace. It's like, it's forgiven. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do, right? And, and we get into this license, but what happens is we'll burn up our life that way. And what happens is that we, neither one of these pursuits will lead us into peace or freedom. The only thing that, that could help us, the only thing that, that could actually help us grow is that the cross has to get bigger in our life. You see that? The gospel has to grow with you. It's what the scripture calls growing in grace. To grow in grace. Simon. Simon might have had some of this. God is holy and he's true and all that kind of stuff. But the, the sinners and the tax collectors and prostitutes were getting in before the Pharisees because they had this. They knew. They knew their need for God. Is this in the way? Can y'all see that? So, my third point is that our love gets bigger as our experience of the gospel gets bigger. I want you to look with me at verse 42 real fast. There's a key detail in the story. Jesus is starting the story in verse 41. He says, a creditor had two debtors. One owed 500 20 months wages, and the other owed 52 months wages since they could not pay it. Now, just don't miss that statement. They both could not pay it. Neither one of them, right? The one who had the story way back here, he had the 50 denarii or the 500 denarii. But neither one could pay it. So he graciously forgave them both. You see, the gospel is the message that both good and bad people are equally sinful and separated from God. Good people and bad people. And can only be saved through faith in Jesus. That's the message of the gospel. And it's, it's only as the gospel gets bigger in our experience experience of the gospel gets bigger that we actually can grow into big love. Big love springs from a big gospel. I, uh, I remember in college, I went to Texas State University, go Bobcats. Any Bobcats in the room? Thank you for, we, we have the least school spirit of any like school in the state. It's, it's just terrible, okay? But it's actually the best place in the world, okay? So I love Texas State University. However, like many college campuses, the parking is terrible, okay? And I was doing ministry on campus, and so I justified parking tickets. I was like, it's for Jesus. I'm going to park right here so I can get to this ministry appointment that I have over here. And so I would get these $35 parking tickets. Well, uh, I wasn't the greatest at actually paying the parking tickets. And so what happens at Texas State University is when you have a $35 parking ticket that you don't pay, 
and you call years later to get your transcripts, they still remember your parking ticket. I don't know, like, don't you know I don't live there anymore? But they just, they somehow keep a record of all those things. And so my $35 parking ticket turns into a $350 parking ticket for the glory of God, serving Jesus at Texas State University. My point is this. I don't know if you have a 50 denarii story. I don't know if you have a 500 denarii story. But the longer you live, what you're going to realize is you're going to know, I thought I owed 50. It turns out I owe like 5,000. I thought I had 35. But the, the more I live, And the more I understand, the more I realize how much this means. How big the cross, how big the gospel of Jesus. You can have big love no matter how much you thought you owed because you actually owed more than you thought. Amen? John 2, 1 through 12. He says, my little children, I'm writing you these things so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, which some of you have, you already told me, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. You know what that means? It means you never graduate from the gospel. There's nothing else to fill the gap. It's got to be the blood of Jesus, the atoning sacrifice of his work. And I'm just hoping that that's going to encourage some of you today. That maybe you're like, there's, there's a massive gap. And I just want you to know, the cross of Jesus is big enough to pay for the past and the present and the future. If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. So what do we do with the gaps? What have you done with the gaps? Where do you go to? (laughs) Which side do you, what ditch do you fall into? Legalism or license? Let me tell you, neither one of those are going to produce life change. They're not going to produce a a, a growing faith. It's not going to produce healthiness. It's not going to do anything but create more uh, deception and just darkness in us. The only answer is that the cross gets bigger. The gospel gets bigger. And our love gets bigger. The big gap reveals a big need but we have a big God and a big gospel that tells us of his big love, so big that he gave Jesus. So here's my challenge for you today. Whether you feel like God's run out of forgiveness or maybe you've run out of forgiveness, here's my challenge for you today. 
let the cross get a little bigger so that your love could get a little bigger. And maybe, just maybe, that's going to spring up. It's going to prompt some big expressions of worship in you. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Renaissance Church Sermon Podcast. To contact us or find out more information, visit rin-church.org.